Welcome to the Practice Brave Podcast. I am the host, Brianna Battles, founder of Pregnancy and Postpartum Athleticism and CEO of Everyday Battles. I'm a career strength and conditioning coach, entrepreneur, mom of two wild little boys, and a lifelong athlete. I believe that athleticism does not end when motherhood begins, and this podcast is dedicated to coaching you by providing meaningful conversations, insights, and interview topics related to fitness, mindset, parenting, and of course, all the nuances of pregnancy and postpartum. From expert interviews to engaging conversations and reflections, this podcast is your trustworthy, relatable resource for learning how to practice brave through every season in your life. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Practice Brave podcast. Today I'm here with one of my good friends and somebody I've worked with through pregnancy and postpartum. Allison Hagendorf. And right now their roles are a little reversed. I'm not going to lie. She's usually the interviewer. And today (laughs) I'm feeling a little bit of pressure interviewing you because of who you are and what you've done and what you're currently doing. You are a well-rounded badass. And I would love for you to tell people a little bit about yourself. Oh, well, first of all, thank you. It actually does feel refreshing to be interviewed first because I'm always doing the interviewing, like you say. I just want to thank you. I always try to give you like texts to thank you, but I just want to thank you for being such a force and a rock for me throughout both pregnancies, both postpartums. Just you are amazing. And I just hope you know how much I appreciate you and the amazing work you're doing. So thank you. I just want to Thank you for letting me be part of your processes. It's awesome. I don't even know where to begin. Should I start like as an athlete or? Yeah, athlete and your career. Just like who you are. Tell them. This is your life. Um, (laughs) I think, you know, I always, I grew up being an athlete. I grew up just being very physical, playing lacrosse and field hockey. And I wanted to be a doctor and I just have always been in touch with that. But my other passion was always music. And and growing up in the MTV generation, I really wanted to be a VJ on MTV. So although I went to school with a pre graduating pre-med, I still was torn that I was really supposed to be a VJ on MTV. So um, my senior year in college, I became the Sony college rep and I won rep of the year. So I got a job offer out of college to work at Columbia Epic Records in New York. And I knew that Matt Pinfield's my favorite MTV VJ worked at Columbia Records. So I was like, I will take that job, even though I had nothing to do with him and med school will be on the back burner. Um, but what happened was I literally created a position for myself at Columbia Records to assist Matt Pinfield, of course, and just fell in love with the music business and scouting unsigned talent and making records. But you know what I really wanted to do is be on camera and interview artists. So I transitioned to being a television host and MTV at that time had stopped doing music, sadly. So I was the main host on Fuse. And then when all the music competition shows started coming up, I hosted the one on the CW that was called The Next with Gloria Estefan and Joe Jonas and Nelly and John Rich. And then Spotify approached me about being the head of rock for them. And I was like, sure, I can do anything for a year. <laughs> but I fell in love with that too. And then I've been I've six years later, I finally just left. But now I have launched my own show, the Allison Hagendorf show, which is a celebrity interview show. And it's a celebration of a love of music and the rock and roll spirit. And uh, I just launched that and it's pretty full on. Um, but in addition to music, 
you know, fitness and health and wellness has always been my other pillar. They, they, they go hand in hand for me. I would say it's music and fitness and health are really are entwined. They're not like almost two separate pillars. They're just both, they're my passions and my religion. Um, so even though I grew up playing lacrosse and field hockey as an adult, I always was pushing myself challenging myself. So I ran the New York City Marathon a couple of times. I picked up pole dancing, like really into it. Got a pole in my apartment in New York City, picked up snowboarding. And then as a New Yorker moving to LA, it was sort of my way to meet people was to try different fitness things. And CrossFit, I wanted to just check it off. I really wasn't interested in doing barbell work. I'd never, I had done kettlebells and dumbbells, but I was like, let me just try CrossFit. And, um, I just saw some really fierce women in that gym that really inspired me. And I was like, you know what? That is what I want to do. And also I ended up dating the owner of the gym who is now my husband. So I got really into CrossFit for many reasons. Um, But I would say, you know, I really got into CrossFit very seriously, became a, a, a box owner with my husband, actually hosted the CrossFit game. So I even turned it into a platform for my interview work. And then when the pandemic happened, we converted our garage into a CrossFit gym. And um, what I love most about CrossFit and having that intense chapter of my life and also becoming certified and being a, a CrossFit coach was that I do feel for the first time, the autonomy of knowing how to just do a workout. You know, a lot of times I would, I had trainers throughout the years and if I wasn't with them or I was traveling, I feel like panicked. Like I would have no idea what to do. So at least I do feel like I have the confidence to just do a quick 15 minute workout, which is sort of what my programming is these days. Um, But that's why I was so grateful you and I connected because your programming is fantastic. But I think that's sort of a summary. <laughs> that was a really great summary. And I love how you said that these are just the two main staples in your life. And I think based on your success and in your work, you know, there's a lot of like athlete brain uh, tendencies that stream through being a woman in a male dominated field, um, being at this for a while, um, building up who you are, the work you're doing and really having to advocate and have that really like that athlete brain mentality that our sports help fuel our fitness helps fuel. And then how that's shown up for you in the work that you do. Can you talk a little bit about that? That's actually a really good point because I never really would think about myself in terms of gender. I would always think of myself in terms of just like, how strong can I be as a human being? physically, mentally, emotionally. And I guess maybe that's almost a defense mechanism or survival mechanism because I have always been with mostly men, uh, music industry, specifically rock and rock music, you know? Um, So I guess I always felt like I had to like step it up because you have to, you have to almost prove yourself more being one of the only women. And, And I feel like that a lot of times, you know, I'd be around and people wouldn't know who I was and they would, act one way to me. They would think I was like someone's girlfriend in one of the bands, you know, and then they would like find out what my role was or, you know, and then all of a sudden they would change, you know, how they would approach me. I just thought that was very interesting. But I do think having that athlete mindset of just that mental fortitude has something that I'm fortunate that that's been part of me since the beginning. I remember even in high school, I would always almost want to impress the guys with 
how good of an athlete I was. <laughs> like, like if the football players would come and watch my field hockey games, I'm like, that's really cool. You know, I would always try to use my physical prowess as sort of like a notch in my belt, like like part of me. It was sort of right. part of my identity always. Right. Well, I think so many of us can relate to that. And I think like acknowledging athlete brain, but also saying like, this has been a gift that has served so well and has helped you become really successful. And I know that it's really helped me and how I want to show up online and in business, right? Like, but I think a lot of times there can be that pressure to perform or potentially even like look a certain way. And as a front facing person in the media, can you talk about that a little bit? Some of the pressures about the aesthetics and how you're perceived. So I, again, being going back to being grateful, I am so grateful that I think of myself as an athlete and I think um, I'm innately confident in who I am as a person. So I never relied on my aesthetic as the make or break, you know, facet of me, you know, as part of me, but I'd never really put too much emphasis on it. But then when you come into television, things that I never thought about myself would be brought up. So a, a couple of specific examples were uh, I was once a, a host for this, this show and they, they, you know, there had been a focus group saying that my arms were too muscular. Oh, like this is, these are real things, you know? And yeah. like, really when I'm like being told this, I'm like, is this a joke? <laughs> Am I in totally hidden video right now? Like, is this actually being said to me? I was like, okay, I have muscular arms. I'm an athlete. You know, isn't that a good thing? Like Madonna's arms, Michelle Obama's arms. I mean, isn't it cool to have strong arms? But, you know, these were things that were brought up to my attention that they were not good things. Um, and I had to like adjust wardrobe, you know, it just things like, I just really blew my mind. Um, you know, another time I was told I was, you know, a lot of times I was told I was too muscular for things. That's, that's, that's been a recurring theme, but you know, I, you know, some people could hear that and get really in their head about it, but I always took it as if I'm an athlete and I have a competition or I have a meet coming up and I have to get into a certain fighting, you know, weight class. So I'd always look at it like an athlete. And, you know, on this one show I did, I had to cut, you know, and I don't think of it as, you know, dieting or torturing myself, I was like, all right, I got to hit a certain weight class to like conquer this, you know? So like I, it was kind of a cool experience. And honestly, sort of my dream would be to to have to do something like that again, where the stakes are very high and you have to, to get into like your prime shape. Um, but that was a huge challenge. I like cut like crazy, very healthfully, mindfully. Um, and I will tell you, I felt pretty incredible. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's always, it's, it's a thing. And, you know, I think now, you know, being older, having two children, of course, you still want to feel attractive, but the stakes are not as high. And I don't, I don't, you know, care as much, honestly. Um, but, you know, I, I still, I'm still on that journey where you find like, what, where am I now? You know, yeah. where I'm, that's where I'm at right now. I'm like, where am I now? I'm, I'm seven months postpartum, my second child, and I'm sort of figuring that out. I think that kind of continues, my friend. Yes, it does. That just, uh, yeah. Just Who am all. I now? What am I now? What am I doing? Like um, I look in my closet and I have sizes from a million different yeah. body types, you know, it's yeah. like, and some of them are from that one show that I got in really shape from. I'm like, you know what? You're never going to, I should just give all of those clothes away. Cause I'm never going to be that size again. Um, 
I would say my, my closet probably ranges like one, two, like four or five sizes, you know, it's like, it's wild. Sometimes it's just hormones. Yeah. And I think that's, it's such great perspective, especially for people to listen to this, you know, that our bodies will change and they will look different through different seasons in our life, depending on what our work is, our routine, our lifestyle, our time, our interest, whatever it might be like that is a normal experience. We're not necessarily supposed to say the same size and weight and fitness level forever. That's it's not hard because men, a lot of men do. A lot of <laughs> men do. A lot of men stay the same a lot. You know, they're not as affected by hormones and right. children, you know. So like my husband, I'm always like, must be nice. I know. Must be nice. Same. They're I always pretty it. much like the same size, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, you could eat super well or like shit. And like, you're still going to have a six pack. If I ate what you did for a week, it would show. And that's not fair. (laughs) That it is what it is with that stuff. I know. So did you always want kids? I mean, you're somebody who's obviously worked super hard, being very successful in your industry, very driven woman. Was that always part of something you desired or was that a a later thing? I always wanted children always, but I knew that I was going to have them later in life. I always knew that. I just knew that it was a hundred percent something I wanted, but that I had a lot to accomplish before that was going to happen. I I moved from New York to LA and sort of restart, like start over my life in my low thirties. And I was like, not looking to be in a relationship. You know, I was looking to really focus on career. So. Right. uh, So how old were you when you had babies? I was 40 with my first. It's amazing. I think that's, I think it's really powerful for people to hear that like you can pursue your career and you can become a mom and there's not a set like age or timeline to do that. Like both can exist. And you're such an incredible example of that. Oh, thank you. I just knew that the amount of hustle and grind, by the way, I'm still hustling incessantly. Yes, you are. (laughs) So still hustling, but, um, I just knew that I wouldn't be able to commit the way I wanted to be a mother when I was younger. I just knew that wasn't, I wasn't ready to do that. And like the timing for me was perfect. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I remember we met in Beverly Hills and I believe you were very early on in your pregnancy. Did I get that right? Or were you talking about getting pregnant? It was like either right before. I was pregnant. I think I was early, early pregnant. Yeah. And tell me, can you remember some of your early concerns with your first pregnancy? Things you were worried about, things that you were really like hoping for, what that, what that was like being pregnant for the first time? Well, I found pregnancy first and foremost, I was unbelievably grateful unbelievably grateful. I knew this was a gift. I know how difficult it is and how difficult it can be. And some people who want to be pregnant are unable to be pregnant. So I I knew because it's surrounded by stories of close friends and family. So I just, gratitude was my theme and it is my theme in life. But it was also a strange feeling because I am someone who my entire life have been unbelievably in tune with my body, In, in tune, just know myself well. And it was the first time where you don't kind of have a say, you know, so I'm very good at actually letting go of things I can't control. And I'm grateful for that, too, because I really let go and sort of surrendered to the process and trusted it and said that you are creating a human being. This is not really about you. I have to remain healthy. I was very good at letting go. I was very good. 
letting go. I, I wasn't like stressed about like not being able to do certain things in the gym or like I ate what I was like trusting the process. I ate everything. It's probably the first time in my life where I just didn't even think about any of that stuff. Yeah. And it felt really great. Yeah. Kind of very liberating. I remember that with you. And I remember thinking like, it is so refreshing to know who you are and see that you were able to just like truly surrender into the gratitude and into the not like the controlling of this kind of fitness, this kind of nutrition regimen, these kinds of like rigid expectations that so many of us struggle with, especially first time moms. I remember being like really surprised and impressed that you already had that like maturity and perspective to that process. Thank you. I don't know. I It also gave me a new perspective that the things I thought maybe were important, whether an aesthetic, like I really didn't think they were as important anymore. So I, it was almost like uh, took the pressure off. Yeah. I was like, there's nothing more important than than just this baby and this is a special time and who knows if it's going to happen again. And I really just surrendered to it. And it was the most like liberating feeling. I loved it. I actually loved being pregnant. I did. Yeah. I really yeah. did. Oh, amazing. And so you had Cole and yeah. that was a couple years ago, right? Yeah. 2019. 2019. And what was your postpartum process like with him? That was humbling. Yeah. <laughs> that was humbling. So I remained active my whole pregnancy. You know, I did everything right. Um, you just think I, I have a strong core. I can do toes to bar like it's no one's business. You know, like I just was like, oh, I'll be fine. You know, and I had a, a pretty good labor. I like pushed Cole out in like a song's length. You know, I, I had a pretty yeah. good experience. And then I did everything. Wait, wait, wait. Finally got the like the six weeks checkup. Yeah. And I just remember I couldn't like get off the floor. Like I couldn't, if I were like on the floor and I would like go to kneel to stand, I was like, wait, what's happening here? Why can I not push off my heel to stand, you know? <laughs> and that, that was like, I actually cried. I think that I like, I think my eyes teared up because forget pregnancy. I was like this, what's happened to my body? You know, yeah. I felt I felt like it was broken, mm -hmm. you know, and I was like, is this how it's supposed to be? It, is this going to go back? Right. You know, and that was like a really weird feeling. Like, and I'm not talking like, oh, I can't lift weights. I, I couldn't even be a functional human being. I couldn't figure out how to get off the ground. Like, like walking lunges would be like a dream, you know? Right. So that was a process. That was really a process. Um, and you know, I'm, I'm not good at like breathing and like connecting, you know, being mindful and like, yeah, the beginning, you know, you're all you're supposed to do is just make those connections. I found that to be very hard and frustrating. It was humbling to, yeah. to say the least. Well, absolutely. You're not alone in that. I also very much struggled being antsy and be like, I don't want to do that stuff. But then also you're, it, it's like, we are then hyper aware of, but I know my body isn't normal either. So I'm not ready for what I actually want to do. So it's not really, it's a hard, it's a hard contrast to experience. It so over hard. time, how did you start to feel as a little bit of time went on, as more healing went on? What was that like for you before getting pregnant again? Well, I will tell you that in my first pregnancy, I fell in love with walking for the first time. And again, another gift, you know, because I, I was always such an intense athlete where I'm like walking. Yeah. That's like, that's like a rest day where you're like, not, you know, but like, I 
it became a, not only a moving meditation, but it became a, my preferred form of fitness. I just love walking. Um, so I did a lot of walking postpartum and sort of worked my way up to just doing functional body weight movements like lunges, squats, push-ups, and just focused on body weight, then eventually really light kettlebells, really light dumbbells, and got my got myself to a place where I was like excited and was doing like cardio, like strength and conditioning with like light kettlebells and stuff. I think I made my way up to a barbell, like a 55 pound, like front squats or like thrusters with like 55 pounds. And honestly, I I stayed right there. I stayed right there and I got really like, like nimble and like lean and mean. And that felt really good to be like light on my feet again. Um, And then I just, and then I got pregnant again in 20, like what year is it? In 2020, (laughs) last year, last year. Yeah. And the second pregnancy, which I was not prepared for, was much more difficult than the first one. Why? The first pregnancy, I I didn't even have to wear like maternity clothes for like the for like a long time. I just was wearing like larger sizes. But with the second pregnancy, I mean I was showing within them exaggerating like six weeks. <laughs> I was like, I like was massive. Like, you know, I, I think I remember this. It wasn't that long ago. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what is happening? But then I like more people I spoke to was like, oh yeah. Cause your body yeah. remembers it's already kind of stretched and like assumes position. Right. Whereas the first time it doesn't really know it's never done this before. So the second time I was like, oh my God. And like, <laughs> I found the second time much, much, much more taxing physically yeah. difficult. And I developed like feet issues in the second one, like really bad, like pain in my feet. And uh, that pain, unfortunately, continued even after I had Dylan. Yeah. A whole new feet issue, which I found out was a thing that like your feet size change and doesn't go back. And but mine was like a like a really bad pain to the point where I had to go see several podiatrists who told me I need to get full reconstructive surgery on my feet. Oh, God. My great. When's that gonna happen? <laughs> yeah, two young kids, and uh, yeah, um, it's a little hard to find that time. Yeah, so, I mean, it just goes to show that like we can do all the things right and have a great mindset. There's just other things that are just totally out of our control, and that can be so frustrating. How have you managed some of the some of your own expectations for what you thought or what you hoped for versus like what the reality is? At least with your body, we'll get into the uh, other things later. Well, I will say it's very difficult when you think of yourself in terms of like what your identity is. My entire life, I think of myself as an athlete, very fit. And like, that's kind of my superpower, you know? So now I feel like I don't have that anymore. And that's upsetting. It's actually very upsetting. And it's a journey and it's a process. And um you're not sure like how it's going to come back or like if it's going to come back or in what capacity. And you have to really just give yourself some grace. And I have to always do that. Cause if I start to get upset, you have to just, I'm lucky because the, the foot pain thing actually, I guess is a good thing because then I couldn't even walk. You know, that was like the walking was like the thing I loved. And then I really couldn't really walk so much. Um, so really 
puts things in perspective. So now I'm again, going back to that gratitude, <laughs> you have to really be grateful for all that you have and all that you don't have, because you, there are so many people who would give anything to just be where you are at right now, right. you know? So for me, I just always have to be grateful and do what I can that day, yeah. you know? Um, and I'm working on it. I'm working on seeing what movements I can do. I realize right now I can't do heavy weights. I can't do heavy lifting, but I really couldn't do that before after school anyway. So it's okay. I'm, I, I like to be a student and to learn. So I'm like, okay, what's a new type of programming I can do? Or what's like a new movement I can work on? So as long as I'm learning and staying grateful, it'll all work out. Yeah. I think there's so much power in being able to like release certain aspects of the identity, like where maybe like there's a foundation of how you identify maybe as an athlete, but like how it takes on different forms at different points in life. Like you can still be an athlete, even if you're not deadlifting what you used to or the mileage that you used to or whatever. It's like, what form has it taken on in this particular season? And it's so hard to like, it's so hard to sit back and just find acceptance there, but also like that learning opportunity, like you said, like we're like, okay, I, I can release that and also welcome whatever form it takes now. But that's yeah. really hard. I like you saying that. It's like, I still, of course, view myself as an athlete, but it's also like I'm in a different season. You yeah. know, I like the way you said that. And that's kind of where it is. It's like, I am an athlete. I'm fierce. I'm yeah. fierce. I'm just figuring out like what I can do in this season. And I'm looking forward to it. I'm actually looking forward to seeing what I can do in this season and what's going to work. Just my goals have changed, you Absolutely. know? Absolutely. So what was birth and your early postpartum chapter? Like you and my sister were like, it. You still oh, yeah. like, like you guys are at the same timeline of everything. So what has that been like for you? Second baby, this season yeah. of life. Well, first of all, I'm so glad I connected with your sister. I think it is so important that people find their network. By the way, it can be best friends. It can be people you've never met before, like your sister. We've never met each other, yet we connected so quickly because we were both struggling postpartum, um, both working moms, and uh, it was really difficult. I had a tough recovery um, the second one, uh, second time. Much like even though the call after call is like a wake up call, I can't like get off off the ground. This second time, you know, it was really tough with like prolapse and just like, what's happening here? <laughs> How is my body like falling apart? So it was like, I really didn't do anything. Like I didn't, I mean, I did do the breathing, by the way, I did. I did do the breathing. I was very proud, but that's literally all I did. I did just breath work for like months, I think. Yeah. I don't think I did anything. I was terrified. I just was like, I need to give my body like grace and just allow myself to heal. But now I feel like I'm on my way. I'm like, I'm seven months now and I'm just figuring out what I can do. Right. And I know that like, again, you and my sister were so similar where it's like, you both are driven, athletic, successful in your careers and very much like love training and exercise as part of your life. And then like this baby comes And as much as you're like, yeah, postpartum program, it's also like, I can't do that right now. That needs to wait. And then like finding a consistent exercise routine, which again, was such a staple in your life prior has now like was very delayed, which wasn't part of your expectations or her expectations. And I know that was really, really tough for both of you. It is tough. And also 
as a, as a, a mother, you've barely any time for yourself anyway. Right. So it's like to not even be able to do the, like a 15 minute in my own garage of mm-hmm. moving is very upsetting. You know, um, I don't even have time to leave the house, but just to not even know what to do in the, like in a 15 minute period. Cause like your body doesn't feel good. That's, it is upsetting. Yeah. No, it's yeah. a huge, uh, being with like you and Desiree so closely and like just share you, both of you sharing these similar sentiments. It's, it's so hard, but so many people experience what you're going through. That's just not always yeah. shared. And I know that was a huge part for Desiree was like, it seems like everyone else has their shit together. Like yeah. everyone else's body is feeling better than mine, or everyone seems to have things a lot more figured out. They can go to work or they can do this or they can get in this workout. And like, why is it so hard for me? What is wrong with me? Well, people only post the good stuff, right? So it's like, I mean, I'm guilty of it too. Like one day I felt good and I like was able to do like a workout and I was like literally the one day I posted, you know what I mean? So it's like, but I did it because I was so proud of myself that I was able to do something. But like, I guess if you weren't following me or you didn't know me, you'd be like, oh, she's already doing that. You know, I, but like, no, it was like a one-time thing. I felt great that day. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, like, and I think that's the thing is like, it's not just sharing the highlight reel. I think it's also important. Like we do have to share our wins because it feels like yeah. you see so many freaking losses in the early seasons of motherhood. Yeah. You're just like constantly, it feels like you're like losing or grieving aspects of your life. So when you have a freaking win, why wouldn't we want to share that? Like, I was doing it for myself. Yeah. I really just wanted to be like, because I actually needed an an up something like an upper. And I was like, I need to post this and celebrate for myself. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. And you should get that dopamine hit because it's really yeah. important and necessary for moms to feel that like, like they're reclaiming a part of them, I guess, yes. in whatever way it might be. Yeah. For me, it's also like like the first show I went to go see like Motley Crue shortly after. I'm like, I need to just a night out. I need to see some music. I need to like, you know, you yeah. have to. How was that for you? Tell me about that. Your first night out again. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was, I mean, I think Dylan was literally like six weeks old, but like I couldn't miss. It was Motley Crue, Def Leppard, uh, Poison and Joan Jett. And those concerts you like really can't miss because yeah. these are like the legends and you don't ever know how long they're going to be touring for, you know, right. so I couldn't, I couldn't miss it. And it was really important to do mentally just to like one, put on an outfit that like had a button (laughs) 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 like was not all elasticized. Um, And to like, remember I'm a person and like put put mascara on and like have some drinks and like let loose and dance. Like I needed to do that. It was in everyone's best interest that I like had that night out. Um, So yeah, it felt good. It's just, it's really good to kind of, to like, dip into your former self at times. But, um, you know, having kids for me was definitely a hard stop on my former life. Um, but I don't mourn that life. I don't wish I had that life. It's just a hard stop in the former life. And this is my new life. It makes you prioritize too. And I think with the pandemic and everything, it did that for everyone, whether or not you have kids, like things really have to count in order for you to, like, they, they better be worth it. You know, like, I think I used to go out all the time and now I'm like, how badly do I want to go (laughs) (laughs) with the childcare situation, you know? Right. Right. So what is, what does life look like for you right now? Work, exercise, mom life, relationship. What Mm -hmm. is it like right now? So 
first and foremost, I am the luckiest person because I have the best partner. And my husband, Brian, is I hit the jackpot. To say that we are a team, we are very lucky that we have each other. And I could not do this show without him. You know, whenever you see these funny memes on like Instagram and stuff, and it's like, when the mom does this or the dad does this, like those don't apply to us. We are very, we are we are two peas in a pod. We are partners and we, we've had co-parent a hundred percent. He's Amazing. pretty incredible. It's he's, I know how lucky I am. So thank God we have a great relationship and we both we co-parent both of our kids really equally. And then he really is helping me with this show. Um, because so what we try to do is Cole's in preschool now, which is a godsend. And then, so as soon as Dylan's down for his first nap, Brian and I like sprint into the garage and just try to get a quick, both of us together at the same time, we both try to get like a quick workout in. And then, you know, we, 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 we work both of us like all day. And with my show now, it just, I'm at the mercy of um, my guests availability. Mm-hmm. So literally I just had four interviews in the last 24 hours. Cause that was when the guests were available. You know, it's not like I have any sort of rhythm or routine, um, and I just have to be okay with that. But I'm pretty good at, like I said before, I'm pretty good at letting go of things I can't control of and just making them work. So we try to, I would say we try to get a workout in our gym three to four times a week. And I'm talking 20 minutes max. And uh, we'll try to walk on the weekend once all together as a family. But as you know, with like two little kids, you're not like going for like a nice long walk. No, someone needs a snack. Someone's yeah, it's like, we're like, physically outside the house but like i don't know what that means we could be walking three houses and turn around yeah i mean i um i miss i do miss being able to have time to go for a long walk or things like that because i find those things meditative but you know we're getting something in and um work we're working a ton we're working a ton i need to get this show off the ground and it's just so rewarding you know i've been interviewing artists for over 20 years um and finally i'm doing it for my my own show yeah. So it's really, really rewarding. Of course, it's going to be the most work, but it's the most, re- most rewarding. Yeah. It's so freeing when you get to be the one who has the say, you know, and gets to do like follow that creative vision and just take everything that you love and enjoy and put it out into the world. And I mean, you're doing it. I love, love, love seeing it. It's so fun. And Aww. I just think you're doing a great job just showcasing like what it's like to love what you do, love your kids. Yeah. Come into a like season of just like an evolution in who you are and who you're becoming and finding acceptance there, but also like still having parts of yourself. I think it's just, it's such a beautiful example. Oh, thank you. You are, I really love seeing you with your boys and you know, you are a businesswoman entrepreneur. I mean, it's incredible what you're doing and still just, it's an active lifestyle. Like that's really the goal, isn't it? Oh, like, it's a very active lifestyle. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Like already yeah, on life, my friend. Ooh, get ready. I know. I'm excited. I'm excited for like all this because Cole's now starting um like in competitive soccer. He's three. Oh, yeah. yeah. Literally, we <laughs> bought him like the jerseys and like his first cleats. And like I'm excited for all of that. I'm excited for the sports. I know it's a lot because it like takes over your weekends and stuff, but I, I love it. Like, I don't even mind that it takes over my weekends. Like it's become so fun. And I tell everyone, like, I love coaching. I have loved being an athlete at all different stages in sports, but nothing compares to like watching your kids out there, even if they're just like going in circles, like 
you know, fallen down and it's a hot mess. It's just, it's so beautiful to see them have that exposure and like to just know, like just have that perspective. It's mm-hmm. so different. And it's so it's, it's awesome. I'm looking forward to that. Really. Yeah. you got mm-hmm. really exciting things on the horizon. Anyone listening to this, just trust me. Like it's going to be good. Whether your kid loves it or like hates it. It's, it's just the, <laughs> it's the exposure and in the environment that becomes really special. You just got to find the right, the right fit. <laughs> I'm looking forward. Um, tell everybody where they can find you and your show and just learn more about what, what you do. Yeah, I would I would really love to connect with you guys. So it's called the Allison Hagendorf Show. You can, if you like to listen, it's wherever you listen to podcasts. So Apple, Spotify, wherever. If you prefer to watch, it's on YouTube, it's on Instagram. And you can always go to allisonhagendorf.com and it will show you all the places you can listen and watch. And on socials, I'm at Allie Hagendorf and I would 100% love to connect with you. So please reach out. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story and just everything about you. I love it. Thank you. Thank you. You continue to inspire me. Thank you. Thanks for being in this with me, my friend. Got it. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Practice Brave podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review and help us spread the work we are doing to improve the overall information and messaging in the fitness industry and beyond. Now, if you are pregnant and you are looking for a trustworthy exercise program to follow, I have you covered. The Pregnant Athlete Training Program is a well-rounded program for pregnancy with workouts for each week that are appropriate for your changing body. That's 36 weeks of workouts, three to four workouts each week, and tons of guidance on exercise strategy. We also have an at-home version of that program. If you are postpartum and you're looking for an exercise program to follow, the eight-week postpartum athlete training program would be a really great way to help bridge the gap between rehab and the fitness you actually want to do. From there, we have the Practice Brave Fitness Program, which is an ongoing strength conditioning program where you get new workouts each week and have a lot of guidance from myself and my co-coach, Heather Osby. This is the only way that I'm really offering ongoing coaching at this point in time. If you have ever considered becoming a certified pregnancy and postpartum athleticism coach, I would love to have you join us. Pregnancy and Postpartum Athleticism is a self-paced online certification course that will up-level your coaching skills and help connect the dots between pelvic health and long-term athletic performance, especially during pregnancy and postpartum. Become who you needed and become who your online and local community needs by becoming a certified pregnancy and postpartum athleticism coach. Thank you again for listening to the Practice Brave podcast. I appreciate you. And please help me continue spreading this messaging, this information, and this work. Mm -hmm.